Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. This is God's word. Um, we're singing, um, 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 uh, we watch, we wait for you, um, we are the church, we are the bride, um, We'll be a church ready for you. And um, so that was just um, landing on me really hard. That's the point of all of this, okay? Is, is, is to be ready, to have our hearts ready for the coming of the Lord and everything that, that precedes it, okay? And, and all the little stuff and cares of this life uh, along the way, if what we're doing... Uh, on Sunday, what we're doing in our home groups, what we're doing in our, our prayer meetings, what we're doing with our lives isn't at that end pointing to the day of the Lord. It's, it's just kind of foolish, okay? Um, and so, that's, I mean, that's just a backdrop to, to the, this little four-week thing on, on the mission of our church. The point is that Jesus is coming to banish ungodliness and wickedness from the earth and restore and make all things new. And he's provided a means for us to inherit that through his cross for the forgiveness of our sins. So that in the same way he went into the dirt and came out of it, so will we. And so I, I just like that's my heart and I want that to be my heart in every single sermon. But certainly in this one, the, the point is we just we want to be ready and prepared and have hearts that are uh, ready to walk through um, this day and those days uh, come what may. OK, so anyway, if that was whatever. So we are taking a, a break from Matthew for a few weeks to do a refresher uh, on the mission of the church. What are we here for? Why Why are we doing this? What are we giving ourselves to? Week one said the mission of the church, our church, and all, all churches is worship and discipleship and evangelism. So worship, our, our purpose is to give loyalty and allegiance to God alone and to trust in God alone. Okay, for whatever you need, but particularly for the forgiveness of your sins and the resurrection of your body. No one else can do that, so don't put your trust Anywhere else. Second, discipleship. Simply, I stay on the narrow path in obedience and love. Joe stays on the narrow path in obedience and love. And then we all encourage one another along the path in obedience and love. And then evangelism. We bear witness to the coming king and coming kingdom in, in word. We proclaim the cross before the day. And indeed, we live like this is true. Okay? The, the cross is true and the day... Um, it's true. So that was week one, week two. We, we, we just worked through all of those again, worship, discipleship, and evangelism, and, and just showed that the apostles assumed that the only way we get these things done is by the gift of the Spirit, and that the Lord gives the Spirit, and the Lord gives grace when we pray. Okay, so you want to do worship, discipleship, and evangelism, you must pray. This is the only means that God has for his people. And, and so I just last week wanted to encourage us to make time in all of our meetings. So Sunday morning when we're praying, pray. <laughs> I know. Pray at church. We want to pray. 
when it's when, at the prayer time we want to pray, when we're singing, we want to pray, kind of how I gauge, was that a good sermon? Or if I'm listening to a sermon, was it a good sermon or not? Is do I want to pray? After after this thing, we want to pray in our home groups. Uh, we want to pray in our Sunday. Like we just want to pray because we need grace to, to walk out um, our mission. And, that, and again, that's the point of, of next Sunday night. We're just going to gather and pray and ask the Lord for grace to do all of these things. So for week three, we're going to work through worship, discipleship and evangelism again. But this time emphasize how a house group form, OK, smaller meetings is the most effective and the most scriptural way to do it. OK, to do worship and discipleship and evangelism for us to be faithful in our mission. I believe that we have to commit to gathering into smaller communities and then by the spirit's power doing worship, discipleship. And evangelism, okay? So just a uh, uh, thesis, whatever, to imitate the success of the early apostles, which by success, I just mean the faithfulness of their lives. We need the same message as them, okay? The gospel of the cross before the day of the Lord unto the kingdom of God. We need the same gas that they used, okay? The gift of the spirit through prayer. And then we need the same car that they used, okay? Home-based worship and discipleship and evangelism, and then we just drive that thing until he comes, okay? So, easy outline today. I want to work through some scriptures on how house groups serve worship, and then encourage our current and future house groups in worship. And then work through scriptures on uh, how how uh, home groups serve discipleship, and then encourage our current and future home groups in discipleship, and do the same for evangelism, and then we'll all ask for the Spirit's help, okay? Easy? Super easy. So we'll start with worship, allegiance and faith to God expressed in prayer. So Acts chapter um, one, uh, Jesus has told them, go to Jerusalem, wait for the helper to come. So they go. Acts one uh, thirteen. When they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. So they go into a house and all of these with one accord are devoting themselves to prayer. Acts two, verse one, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting okay so we got a, a mission from the resurrected master and the first response here you know go and do this their first response is to gather in a home and pray and it's not a one-off event okay this pattern continues this pattern continues for the next 200 years okay it's not until you get into the 300s that they start constructing um, buildings and, and, and doing it that way. This pattern goes all the way through, even into Acts. So Acts chapter 4, Peter and John, two by two, are going out. They're doing evangelism. They get detained um, by the temple leaders. And then on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported that all the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they, so their own people in a house, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. So they go out, they get persecuted, they come back and tell everyone, and they get in the house and they worship and, and they pray. Later in, in chapter 4, they're, they're in a house and we get the best prayer ever, right? Sovereign Lord who made the heavens and the earth, stretch out your hand to heal with signs and wonders while we continue to, you know what I mean? Actually, you read Acts chapter 4, it's the best prayer in in Acts, and then they're gathered, they're praying, and then they're all filled with the Spirit again. Same people from Acts 2 that are filled with the Spirit, boom, happens again as they're gathered and worshiping and praying. And so the fruit of these meetings is faith, okay? Gathering to, and again, I'll say all this at the end, but this all happens on Sunday morning too. I just want to press that homes are where uh, it, it happens 
best, the fruit of these meetings, the fruit of gathering in homes for worship and prayer, is that it produces faith in the day of the Lord. Okay? It actually bolsters our certainty and our confidence that God is not a liar. And if he said, I'm going to die and rise, and then he ascends and he says, I'm coming again, he's going to do it. It it produces um, faith. So Hebrews 10, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. So what's the hope? At this point, the return of Jesus, right? The, the age to come, let us hold unswervingly to this hope. For he who promised is faithful, 25, let us not give up meeting together, as is the habit of, of some, but let us encourage one another. And we put that in like the discipleship bin. Let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day, the focus of our hope and, and our trust. As you see that day approaching, you guys gather together and encourage each other, and it produces faith in, in, in the one another, okay? Like just a, it's a simple, easy mechanism. You need hope in the age to come. The, the, the remedy is to gather and pray and worship and encourage each other. So for the early disciples, um, worship's happening at the temple for sure, happening in, in different synagogues for sure. But the main um, space, the main, the main area that this is played out is, is in the home and it's producing faith in the people. It's producing trust in God, and so if you if you've never um, experienced this, there's nothing like being in a, a smaller, more intimate group where everyone knows each other in a, in a more real way, and you're just going after the Lord. Okay, like you've ever been in a living room where everyone there is setting their hope and their heart and their love on the Lord. Uh, it, you, there's just nothing like it. Okay, like you, you can't. There's nothing like it. So um, Brian. Uh, and Brittany Rector joined our church a few months ago, and, and they joined um, one of our house groups, and they hosted at their house um, one night, and we had what I consider a pretty normal night. Okay, like there was to me there was nothing out, outlandish about this night except for they have a little pig that lives in the house. That was that was out of the ordinary. Um, but other than that, it, it's a totally normal night. We ate. Um, we, we prayed, we, we worshipped with a song, we looked at the Bible. And so to me, that's just like, all right, sweet, check the box. It's Thursday now, do, do the next thing. Um, but after, after we're kind of done and saying goodbye, uh, Ryan, Ryan looks at the group and says, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And Ryan's not here, so I can... Ryan is a super dramatic guy. Okay. <laughs> he, he's far more dramatic than his wife is. Um, but he was just like, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And, and I thought, and he's saying that, and I'm thinking, of, of course you have. You've grown up in, in, in church. You've been a part of, of, of Sunday morning worship and singing and, and praying and all the stuff. But then I, I knew what he meant, okay? Like there is just something different about being in that smaller environment of open and honest worship and prayer. It's just different, okay? And, and, and this produces faith in me. Sunday night and Wednesday night produces, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't really explain it unless unless you do it. So do it, okay? So just now to in, encourage you in worship to all current groups and all of our future groups, aim for this, okay? That when we gather, make an effort to have honest prayer and, and, and worship to God in that environment unto producing faith in the day, okay? Unto producing faith in the age to come. Okay, so first, home groups, I think, better foster worship. Second, home groups better foster discipleship. And this is the real kind of meat 
I think. Home groups better foster discipleship. And discipleship is, again, following the Lord in obedience and love, encouraging everyone else in that same obedience through imitation. Okay, so how we live, you're, you're making disciples right now, whether you know it or not. If you, you know, if you're like totally not engaged in the Bible today, someone's seeing that and you're discipling them. Okay, and, we're, and we uh, disciple through instruction, through our words, through what we are saying. And this one... This has just always been the assumed greenhouse for discipleship is the home. Okay? Like from start to finish. So Moses comes down from, from Sinai and he speaks to the entire um, nation, God's instructions. Look, here's how you are to faithfully sojourn into the age to come. Here's how you two are to function as a light to the nations before that day. Right? But, you know, thunder, fire, mountain shaking. He comes down. Here's some rules. Okay? And he places the outworking of that thing, the outworking of their sojourning and the, and the outworking of their being a light to the nations, not in the corporate body, though it's there. The instruction from Moses for discipleship is just understood to be in the home. So Deuteronomy 6, you're familiar with it. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 5, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and all your strength. So worship and discipleship. Verse 6, these commandments that I give you today, and what are commandments for? To sojourn and to be alive. These commandments that I give you are to be upon your hearts. Okay? So Moses says this, and then they say, great Moses, where do we do this thing? Where, do, where, where is this path of righteousness walked? Verse 7, Moses says, impress them on your children. First, right? Law comes down, the instruction comes down from Sinai to be a light to the nation, right? So you could put this in the evangelism category to, to walk faithfully into that age. And Moses says, yep, impress them on your children, okay? And, and clearly this is like... You know, blood kin, but in the gospel, we're bound together as family. So the concept is is the same. Impress them, older people, impress them on younger people in your home. Talk about them, verse 7, when you sit at home. So the first place that the commands of God, right, that we are discipled by, they're to be instructed and modeled is where? When you sit at home. Impress them on your children and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your, your gates. See, Julian, this is why I have all the Bible verses everywhere. I'm just trying to be biblical. Okay. So it's a simple concept, right? Discipleship happens in homes. Discipleship happens in day to day life, not primarily in, in this larger gathering one day a week for an hour and a half, Right. That's happening for sure, but the primary thing is, is impress these on your children. Talk about them in, in your home, when you get up, when you, when you lie down, when you walk around the way. And this is to be done from generation to generation to generation to, to generation. So we'll move into Titus, which I, we'll look at some more next week, because next week we'll talk about the leadership that's needed for this type of mission. Titus 1 gives instructions on what elders should be aiming for, like what kind of life are these guys living? And then in chapter 2, he moves into the, the whole body. So Titus 2.2, 2, older men, you're to be self-controlled, worthy of respect, sensible, sound in faith and love and endurance. Jump to verse 6, in the same way, encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything, okay? So where, according Paul's strategy for Timothy, older men be this way, younger men are to be this way. Where are the younger men to learn this? 
Yeah, from the geezers, right? Like this, this is where it's supposed to come. And, and how do young men see this? From a stage once a week? No, right? Or because they saw and they observe and they're discipled by older men, how they live in their homes and at the softball field and at the job site and wherever else. This is how we are discipled, okay? Not, that's not happening from a stage, but man, that is way better, right? That, that is way better. Verse 3, in the same way, older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to excessive drinking. They are to teach what is good, okay? And so what is the, the purpose of older women living godly lives and instructing with godly teaching? Verse 4, older women live this way, verse 4, so that they may encourage the young women. Same bit, right? So, so that they may disciple the young women so that they, through imitation how they live and through instruction how they teach, set younger women on the path to eternal life. Verse 4, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, love their children, be self-controlled, pure workers at home, kind and in submission to their husbands so that God's word will not be slandered. So you could put that in like the evangelism category, right? How we walk this thing out in our daily lives is going to cause God's word to be slandered or not slandered in the community. Okay, so does this happen on Sunday? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. You can learn how to follow Jesus by observing younger women or older women on Sunday. Absolutely. It's just far more conducive and effective and and sped up in a home. 100%. Okay, like no one, you know. We're not we're not teaching cooking here. Do young women need to learn how to cook? Absolutely. Young men should too, but you know it's just this happens in a home. Okay? You you learn how to live. So first concerning the home, discipleship, these commandments that I give you, impress them on your children, talk about them in your home. It's it's meant to be practiced there first. And second, it's what the apostles modeled. Okay? Discipleship through living in, in actual close community, okay? So if you don't get anything, if you've you know, been tuned out the whole time, if you can just pay attention for the next six minutes here, these are awesome passages of Scripture, how the apostles lived. So 1 Thessalonians 2, he says, We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Okay, because you had become so dear to us. Verse 10, you are witnesses and so is God. So we've got two witnesses there of how holy and righteous and blameless we were among you who believed. Verse 11, for you know, you weren't told about it. You didn't hear it. You didn't read it. You know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children. Encouraging, comforting, urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and and glory. Okay, and again, just easy, simple concept, but the point can't be overstated. The authority that the apostles have in the lives of these people and the the authority that you have in someone else's life to disciple them and, and teach them and instruct them is directly tied to you actually loving them. Okay? And actually knowing who they are. Like this is the, the, just a massive breakdown in the American church. As, we, as, as Paul says, 1 Corinthians, like you have many teachers but no fathers. Okay? 
You have lots of teachers, guys. Again, in the West, I have more teachers on my phone that can fit. Okay? Like, you, the amount of teaching available to the church. But where are the fathers? Where, where are, especially people who give themselves the name the apostles? Do, do you do this? Do you, do you look at, at the people in your life and, and say, you have become so dear to us. We share with you not only the gospel, but our lives as well. You know how we were among you like a father. Uh, in Second Thessalonians, like we says we were like nursing mothers among you. Okay? Nobody signs up for that leadership conference, by the way. All right, pastors' conference, nursing mothers. We're not coming to that one. This, this is, is, is what it means. Okay? If you don't think that I care about you or whoever's in your group cares about you, you're not going to listen to them. And if you've never seen them work through the cares of this age in their own life and they teach, it's just abstract theory, right? And, and in Oklahoma, we don't really care about that. We want to see stuff Happen. So Paul and the apostles are not just teaching concepts and then demanding the people obey it because he said it. He's saying, here's my message, right? Galatians, I received it from the Lord. Nobody taught it to me. Here's my message and here's my life, right? Here's how I've lived. And you know this because you've seen it all, right? Like I imagine the, these local congregations had seen how Paul reacted when he hit his thumb with a hammer, Right, you find out what's in a person. <laughs> like they, they've seen this, and, and so it's it's just the difference between a, a dad who demands obedience from kids he never interacts with, right? He, you know, via text or video or whatever, and the dad who demands obedience from kids that he loves and holds dear and is in the same room with. It's night and day. Okay, like kids want to listen to their dad, especially when dad's there. And, and dad knows who they are. And so this is how discipleship is to work. Instruction from the scriptures and then life on, on life. Walking these things out. So, so these are just cool. Second Timothy. You, however, you know all about my teaching and my way of life. My purpose, my faith, my patience, love, endurance. Timothy, you know my persecutions and my sufferings. Acts, Acts 20. You know how I lived the whole time I was with you. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but I've also taught you publicly and, and from house to, to house. So it's just basic. You listen to people. You want to imitate people who you know and, and who love you and who are become dear to you. Right? It's just... It's just how it works. And then third, the basics of discipleship, instruction, and encouragement happens best in smaller groups. So 1 Corinthians 14, 26. What then shall we say, brothers, when you come together, everyone has a hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All of these, and this is NIV, all of these must be done <laughs> for the, the strengthening of the church. Okay, all of this stuff, according to Paul, you want the church to be encouraged and strengthened in light of the coming day. These must be done. So do you want to get everyone up here on the stage and work through first Corinthians 14, 26? How much time do you have today? You, you know what I mean? Or is this better done in the living room? In the living room. Yeah. You know, if the Lord wants to do it on Sunday, like. Go for it, man. No, we're here. But this is going to be practiced and, and, and worked out and grown in, in in a living room. In homes, 
Every member of the group is able to minister, not just a few on the platform, right? And you guys know this, I just want to review this all the time. That ministry is not, not for the guy with a degree and letters after his name. God's ordained means, okay, how he has set this thing up to work. For you to sojourn faithfully in this age and inherit eternal life is not one guy with a mic, but a room full of people with the Spirit, okay? That's what you need more than this. You, you need this, okay? I, absolutely, I think you do. But over time, meeting with the same people week after week after week, unless the Lord blows that thing up week after week after week, that's how you sojourn. That's how you're encouraged. That's how you're discipled. Last, last one on this, Colossians 3, 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone has a grievance against someone, Okay. In the big gathering, you can just hide. You know what I mean? If someone ticks you off, well, I'll just sit over here, right? Right? Put the Sooners over here, the Cowboys over here, and we'll just deal with it for an hour and a half, okay? Can't hide in a a living room. Or it's harder. You can. Kids do it, right? Cabinets and under couches. But you, you can't hide in a living room, so you have to do this. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. In a home, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And then, all of us minister, let the word of Christ dwell in y'all richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Okay? So who is to do the teaching and the admonishing in the church? Here. Y'all. Right? Y'all are... are are doing this, okay? And, and who are you more likely to receive teaching and, and, and actual admonition from? A guy you worship with once a week and don't see outside of that? Or a dude you've shared things with? Sorry. You know what I mean? Especially a, a, an admonition or, or rebuke, okay? Like, I've had a hundred, I don't know how many millions of meals with Stoney. Stoney can say hard things to me. Hopefully he doesn't have to. But if it, you know what I mean? Like, like I know Stony. Stony knows me, and if he needs to admonish me or rebuke me, I'm gonna hear it because I know he knows me. It, you're just not gonna hear it from from someone you don't know as well. You might, you're, you might be more mature than I am. But like, this is just how it's it's supposed to work. Uh, finish the verse as you sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with gratitude. In your hearts to God. So um, to all current groups and and all future groups, aim for this. First, I would say aim to get some intergenerational people in your home groups. Okay? Now, I know just how how it naturally happens. Stage of life people flock together. um, But if you can, get an older couple to join your group. Okay? So like Rachel's been in, in Helen's. Rachel's a senior in high school. Helen is, I don't know how old Helen is. Um, but they're in a living room week after week after week after week after week doing Deuteronomy 6, doing Titus 2, okay? Um, uh, we've got a, a, another group that uh, has, has the, the McCanns, which just have cattle, basically, um, uh, uh, of children that are, that are younger, and then the Dentons, whose kids um, are older, and then George and Amanda are in that group as, hey, been there done that and, and they're doing Deuteronomy 6 and they're doing Titus 2 so if you can younger groups if you can get some older people in there get them in there okay 
Get them in there. And older people, we, we like I know for the last, since 1980, like the church's big deal is like, well, we got to have little kids and adults and they can never meet and youth has to be its own thing and all this stuff. And we just want to call bull on all of that and say the Bible doesn't do that. And we want to be together and instruct each other and imitate each other as we imitate Christ. Okay, so that, that's first. Aim for that. Second, aim to instruct each other. So I just want to say you have permission as disciples of Jesus, as members of this um, church, you have permission to be in church mode all week long. Okay, so all week long, you can instruct each other. Feel free on Wednesday night, Sunday night, Tuesday night, whatever, to say, hey, I read this in the scripture, brother. Let me share it with you. Do that in the living room, talk about it. And then the next day, text about it. And then the next day when you softball or whatever, softball's over. You did it. You made it, okay? Talk about it. Feel free to be Christians all week long, okay? And then third, grind on, okay? Like I know what it's like for Sunday to come and just be like, I don't want to go to church, okay? I know what it's like for home group night to be coming up I just want to sit at home. This just feels so weak and, and so pointless. And I didn't get anything out of last week. And I don't want to cook. And I'll push through it. Okay? Push through. It's worth it. And, it, and, it, and your group needs to see you in that mode to know you're a real human being who has a bad day. Okay? Grind on. Push through. Okay? And then the last one, and this will be... Quicker, home groups foster better worship, home groups foster better discipleship, and third, home groups foster better evangelism. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayers, worship and discipleship. And awe came on every soul. Many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. All who believed were together. They had all things in common. If someone needed anything, they sold it so they could distribute the proceeds to all as any had, had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Hallelujah. Verse 7, praising God and having favor with all the people. And then the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Okay? So worship and discipleship naturally lead to evangelism. Okay? Like it's just, like husband and wife generally leads to kids. Worship and, and discipleship generally leads to evangelism. And I appreciate all evangelism. Okay? Door to door. I don't like doing it. I love people who do. Guy on the street corner, don't like doing it. Love people who do. Billy Graham Crusade, don't think they're super effective. Love people to do it, okay? D.L. Moody told the story a million times. Snooty lady came up to him after a, a crusade and said, I don't like your way of doing evangelism. He said, I like my way of doing it more than your way of not doing it. Like, I'm all for all, all evangelism, but in Acts... And the first 200 years of the church before Constantine and that mess. While there certainly are instances of public teaching and evangelism, the church's evangelism, like their discipleship and like their worship, flowed out of the home, right? That's what we just read, the kind of living in community, devoted to God, alone in worship, devoted to each other in discipleship, led to favor with all the people and the Lord adding to their number. Okay, like this is... Just how it works. And then finally to hopefully pump you up. Home groups best serve evangelism. Because home groups are the only net big enough to catch all the fish. Okay. Reese, what's our occupancy over there? 
299 Le- legally 299 guys that's a that's puny 299 i'm planning on a billion souls coming coming to 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 love and know jesus you know what i mean like 299 like whatever that is, that is i'm a billion people the lord is going to bring in to his people. A billion people are going to repent. And trust in, in, in Jesus. And we can't disciple them. In an hour and a half on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like even even if we, we went to uh, Chesapeake. Or is it still Chesapeake? Wherever the thunder play. We couldn't do it there. Because we're not supposed to do it there. That's not how it's going to work. God's going to, 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 to bring about. Revival. Whatever you want to call it. And homes can are the net that can. Can fix them. So John 21, Jesus said, children, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it out. And now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. I believe we're going to be faithful in our worship and our discipleship. And it will lead to a harvest in evangelism. Okay. We're going to speak to people about the day of the Lord and the kingdom of God. We're going to call people to repent and and turn from their sin and turn towards God and tell them that Jesus lived and died and rose again. And and, and if you believe and trust and order your lives around that thing, you will be saved and people are going to hear it. And so if you're here this morning and you haven't believed in the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, you haven't put all of your hope for Jesus, for eternal life in Jesus We're telling you now, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. If you're not doing that and you're sitting next to a member of my church, they can tell you. You can find me or our elders after, okay? Okay. I think I'm going to stop there. Yeah. So just a couple, um, just last things. Um, I know that uh, some of our schedules make this impossible, okay? Sunday morning is the only time you're able to gather with the saints, with work and life and all this stuff. So I, I understand that and I see that. Um, second, the, the point is not to minimize our Sunday gathering. Like, I hope I didn't, like, we're spending $2.2 million so we can all gather, you know. Um, so I believe in that. So I don't want to minimize that. Um But I just want to press and encourage and energize you guys that are in home groups uh, and and future groups that, guys, this is where we're going to walk this stuff out. Okay? So we're going to walk out worship and discipleship and evangelism most effectively um, and produce faith in the day of the Lord. Yeah. All right, Robert, if you'll come help us pray. God, thank you for um, the apostles. Thank you for the example uh, that you gave to them uh, and that they've handed down. Um, Thank you for their teaching and thank you for their lives. Um, So I ask you for our body that we we would order ourselves to, to look like them. God, to live lives together in worship, live lives together in discipleship, and the fruit of that would be living lives together in evangelism.
God, bearing witness to the cross, bearing witness to the day of the Lord. And so I ask you now for all of our current house groups, um, God, that you would fill them with the spirit when they meet. God, that, that, that if they're, if they're uh, kind of languishing in it and, and in that season of, oh, it's Wednesday again, or oh, it's Sunday again, God, that, that you would put wind in their sails, God, and remind them this matters. Uh, remind them this, this is your means, your mechanism to keep them on the path and, and, and lead them um, to eternal life. So fill them with joy. Um, God, I pray for their meetings. They would be pictures of the coming age. God, when they eat, it would be a picture uh, of the day when we all gather and eat with you. God, as they weep with one another, as they laugh with one another. God, would you just be there with them? God, for future groups, I ask that you would teach us, give us wisdom how to steward these things well. um, uh, And just be obedient in, in what you're doing. God, we we pray the fruit of these things um, would be our hearts would be more confident, more set on the cross in the day. Um, Our our lives would be encouraged by each other's imitation uh, and instruction. And then the gospel would go out. It would speed uh, ahead of us and be honored uh, wherever it goes. In the name of Jesus, everyone said, Amen. Amen. So we're going to um, pray. So have our elders um, up here. If you want to pray concerning uh, this uh, or, or anything else, um, come and pray. If you're not praying with an elder, pray, pray in your own.